Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Matt Rice. And I'm Chris Bartlett, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during the busy week of ministry. We both worked in youth ministry for over 17 years, and we've just about seen it all. As damaged as we are, we are ready to dive in and bring light to the herps, hope, herps, to the herps. <laughs> This is why I'm always dude too, because you always say herbs. <laughs> Special thanks to our friend Alob for our new stinger music. Alob, thank you so much. Um, give Alob a search on Spotify or anywhere you listen to your music. <sighs> okay, so here we go. We've actually got a kind of cool uh, situation going on over at our Facebook page, and I wanted to... Uh, Share a few of those because one of them, I think it hits you right in the feels, Matt Rice. <laughs> it does, right in the gut. <laughs> so we, uh, we we made a post over at Ministry Leaders Anonymous. It's a closed group on Facebook, but we want you guys to go ahead and join over, join the fun. Um, finish this sentence, it might be time to leave ministry if, and, uh, and, and some of the comments could be, it might be time to leave ministry if the fire department knows you by first name, <laughs> if you built up a gluten intolerance because of the amount of pizza you've eaten each week. Um, if you dab, <laughs> and maybe it could just stop there. It says if you dab at the beginning of every youth night, but just if you dab whatsoever. If you dab at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of our listeners, one of them puts, uh, if it's 929 on a Tuesday evening and you're still at church camp. And that was actually yep. from someone who was leading a church camp at that time, <laughs> checking their phone. Um, and, and then, then a former youth of mine, like a former youth of mine from my first ministry ever. So th- this says, is story time. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell us what happened here. Well, so what his comment was, it might be time to leave ministry if your youth have just hung the work camp's mascot from the bell tower. <laughs> and that happened on my, on my watch. Um, there was, we were always uh, playing pranks with the work camps that we went to pretty much every summer. And it was the youth that would do it. Um, and they had a lot of fun messing with the work camp mascot. This particular night, the work camp was not appreciative of it because the, uh, the mascot was hung from the bell tower. And so they were without the mascot for a little longer than they wanted to. Um, now when you so, yeah. say hung from the bell tower, like it was just oh, tied up yeah. or it was no. like, it was no. like just dead. <laughs> no, it was a noose. Wow. <laughs> so that I, at least that's my memory is that it was a noose. So it was a little more disturbing than a normal prank. So yeah, maybe that is, is that time to quit? And if it was, then this would never exist, Chris. Well, that's true. Yeah. Thanks for uh, soldiering on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for making it through that, that point. Might be time to call the parents if. Um, maybe, maybe just maybe, but he turned out all right. He's a listener. So that's, uh, yeah, he is. that's something. So, um, so t- today our topic is an interesting topic. It's as ministry leaders, um, should we be volunteering elsewhere? Like what exactly is our role? Yeah. So what, what started this whole discussion, um, was actually, I don't know if it was a failure of mine, but it was something that I said out loud to another parent that the second I said that I was like, whoa, Something's wrong. And Chris, you may slap me for this this whole thought, but I uh, I was talking with another parent about volunteers, and, and I, I was basically sharing that I was kind of commiserating, commiserating and or identifying with parents that don't volunteer. I mean, I've got six kids at home. I work 40 hours a week or whatever, however many hours a week. My wife works too. I don't have time to volunteer. I'm not going to volunteer on Sundays. And I said that out loud <laughs> as someone who is a proponent of youth ministry and wants people to volunteer. I was like, oh, crap, Matt. Like, what's going on there? Like, what's wrong there? 
Um, because obviously it was something that I, I agreed with, I disagreed with, but I also connected with the parents and, and how hard it is to actually volunteer on Sundays. Maybe that's because it's the first time for a while in my life that I've actually had Sundays, you know, quote unquote, to myself, right? Um, to, to my family, you know, and so then giving that up for volunteer for volunteering is really hard. So anyway, that that caused me to look at how do we look at volunteers. If I had that thought, if I had that feeling, are we looking at volunteers with that same, I don't know, compassion? Um, because we ask them on top of their 40 to 60 hour work week, whatever it is, with their family, with their spouse, with all the other things they have going on, we ask them to commit three to five hours a week for ministry. Yeah. And I think sometimes we miss what a commitment that is. We downplay what that is. Sure. And maybe we don't even do it ourselves. Yep. You know, and so I wanted to I open that up for discussion and see, you know, who is, who should, you know, make sure that they volunteer on top of that and what things count, what things don't count. I mean, different things like that. What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on this, Chris? Well, well first, to uh, kind of frame the conversation, I think it's important to acknowledge that the majority of ministry leaders in our nation are volunteer ministry leaders. You know, yeah. so uh, so that, that that's a piece of it. Um, and so then the conversation... Well, and, and- to know that, like we want to pat them on the back, thank them, you know, for that, because that volunteerism on top of all their other stuff um, is should be commended. Exactly. Yeah. But the other piece would be then maybe the conversation shifts for them of what is as a ministry leader, what is your greater role in the community? You know, yeah. um, but then for those who are full time in ministry or even just paid at some point compensated ministry leaders. What does it look like to actually volunteer your time, steward your time to service elsewhere? And uh, yeah, and you, you can't really be like, okay, so I'm going to volunteer, you know, an hour of my youth night and the rest of the time, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> so then the question yeah. is, is what what does it look like for for you and I? We both have younger kids, and so there's lots of opportunities to volunteer um, for our younger children because we're focused mostly on adolescent ministry and we've got children, you know, so pre-adolescence. But there's, there's lots of different opportunities um, in regards to that. And so what does it mean to make a meaningful impact? Should ministry leaders who are working for God all, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, should they be asked to go ahead and serve him beyond that? And I think the answer, the answer is yes. And, uh, and there's certain seasons of life where, uh, you know, volunteering doesn't make sense. The first, first four months after a child is born, I'm fine with any volunteer that's like working for my team is like, I'm going to take a break. And I'm like, I'm proud of you for making a good decision, you know? Um, and and that's, that's happened where people have taken a semester off or longer, um, to focus on a family at home. But, I do. I volunteer for the Children's Liturgy of the Word. We do a little presentation um, uh, during kind of the homily time of, uh, of a Mass, and so I occasionally am a presenter for that. And that's outside my normal ministerial kind of realm, but it's also something that I just enjoy kind of serving in that way. And it, it's neat because some of those kids, you know, long enough timeline, are going to be teens in my youth program someday. So it's, it, it, yeah. it's a win-win. Yeah, and it may be that you're you're volunteering in an area that's related to what you're doing. Um, so right now, my ministry isn't direct ministry with youth. My ministry is ablaze in coaching youth ministers and training, you know, supervisors and running, you know, kind of the ministry. And so when I do a discipleship group, 
that is volunteerism for me. Yes. That's not part of what I do as my job or anything like that. So I have a discipleship group that I meet with every, every week, an hour and a half. I run a different ministry at our church that is, it's called St. Monica's Army, and it's a prayer service for people who have loved ones who have left the church to pray for them to come back to the church. Now, that's in support, in a way, uh, to, of youth ministry, because every one of us that works in ministry, um, once confirmation hits, you see half of the kids gone, roughly, uh, maybe more. Yeah, if, 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 and, if you're a good, if it's a good program, only half. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's it. Yeah. Um and so we're like in that ministry we're kind of praying them back and so that's that's another way that I volunteer at our parish and then I help out with the RCIA program. But even like looking at myself and I add all that up, like that's maybe 2 hours a week, you know, total if I add all of that up and that's in my mind that's not enough. I need to be looking at, you know, other areas. Now maybe you may argue, oh Matt, you you have 6 kids, you know, 2 hours a week is plenty. But I don't know. I really, I, I'm, I'm struggling with that and, and trying to find other ways to, to serve that, that makes sense for my family and stage of life and all that. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things to consider is, and, and for ministry leaders to consider the people who are volunteering with you, how does the volunteer position enhance your life, your experience, you know? And so if you are going to go volunteer and you're going to come back and you're going to be like, oh, there's four hours of my life I'll never get back, and I, I just left my family, and it just it, it drains you. You feel like you, you should have been at home or something like that. Then that's not a life-giving volunteer position, you know? And yeah, so yeah. so to look at that and examine, and for me, the whole children's liturgy, the word peace that I volunteer for, it's such a shift from the normal ministry stuff that I do yeah. that yeah. It's, it's refreshing. It, it's renewing. It, it gets me kind of fired up, you know, and I think that that's an important piece to look at. Another thing to look at also is how does it complement your role as a husband, a father, or ministry leader out there, whatever state of life you're in, how does it complement that? Because maybe just maybe you and your kids should be doing some type of volunteer together, and it might not be as fulfilling as you doing kind of one thing, but it's going to be better for your family as a whole, which of course benefits you directly so absolutely and that's one of the things i love about the discipleship group that uh that i that i run or that i lead the guys in that group actually mentioned a while back you know they kind of apologized to me they were like matt i'm so sorry that you have to deal with us in the situations that we're in it 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 may take away energy that you need for your kids and and I, I said, guys, no, that's not at all. You're helping me to <laughs> to be a father in a different way with you in situations that my kids may be facing in ten years. Um, and so there's there's a certain growth there as a father that 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 volunteerism is helping me, and and I and I love that about that. It's helping me grow as a father in scenarios that I haven't addressed yet or haven't had to address yet with my kids. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Strengthening, uh, strengthening muscles. So where you volunteer should absolutely complement um, in some way some of, some of those roles. I mean, it, it, there's no such thing as the perfect situation or scenario, sure. you know. Um, sure. But uh, and this is sorry. This is one of the reasons why youth ministers tend to ask parents to volunteer, especially young parents, mm-hmm. because you want the young parents to get used to being around middle schoolers so that by the time they have a middle schooler, they kind of, they get them, they understand them and they want them to be around, you know, high schoolers. At least that's my thought. Yeah. That's or, a, one reason to volunteer. Or for middle schoolers, they're at least at peace with not getting them, not understanding them and being <laughs> yeah, like, but I can still be around them. The middle school is just such a hard 
a hard uh, hard nut to crack. So yeah, um, it is. But if you spend some time in that ministry and you you yeah, it it does give you a little bit more. I don't know patience with your middle school kid when they start to go through the same stuff. So in thinking about your volunteering, you know, as a full-time minister and then the stuff beyond, uh, share a little bit more about that self-reflection with that parent, that conversation. How has that changed the way that you want to encourage other people to recruit volunteers? Like what, what has that influenced in regards to kind of the outreach aspect? Because it sounded like a light bulb went on where you're like, whoa, asking people for three, four hours on a Sunday or whenever the ministry takes place. That's kind of a humongous ask. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, it was, it's interesting. Like one of the things that came out of it is kind of what we're talking about in this podcast, like talking to our youth ministers and talking to the people that we work with and saying, Hey guys, are you doing what you're asking them to do? You know, it's a big deal. And so like, and I asked them, I said, uh, did your, did your gut drop a little bit when I asked you that? And they were like, yeah. Like, did you think to yourself, there's too much. I can't do that. They said, yeah, I was like, that's exactly what it feels like to be someone who works 40 hours a week and then be asked to volunteer. So like if anything came out of this, it's a little bit more, I mean, what, what's the word? Sym- uh, sympathy, uh, or, empathy, yeah, sympathy or sympathy or whatever yeah. um, with the volunteers. And so now they, they, they approach the volunteers with that knowledge, with that thought. And so it's going to change the way that they think and talk about it. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, make them want to excuse all of their asks. Oh, if you're not too busy, then whatever. Everybody's too busy, you know, in a certain sense. Right. This, you know, I, this investment of time is going to be worth it. And that's going to be the, the biggest difference. I know that this is a big deal. This is a big deal, but it's, it's also going to be worth it. Good. And I, I, I would encourage discernment as well, because I think that if you are called to serve the Lord, which everyone is, it's going to be in a specific way. And so you have to discern where God is calling you. It's just not a checklist, you know, so, oh yeah, I should be volunteering. I should be praying 10 minutes a day. And you just kind of turn into behavior modification disciple. And that's Uh not, that's not the adventure that God has for you is just to, to click. And I'm a type A personality. Checking a box on a checklist is an adventure for me. I love it. I absolutely love it. But that's not the adventure that God is calling to me. His will is so much greater than uh, just that that fulfillment, those little endorphins or whatever that happen when you're accomplishing something. So it does require discernment in regards to a number of things to consider. Your family yeah. life, your job, you know, and the demands of ministry, it's hard to be able to say, yes, I can commit to this weekly volunteer position when I know one week in a month I'm going to be on retreat ministry and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So it's sometimes we're a square peg in a round hole um, with some of the demands of the ministry that we lead, um, yeah. the things to consider. Well, and, and to be able to, to say, you know, to a potential volunteer, I know what it feels like, or, or maybe not even, I know, I know what it feels like just to be able to, to say, Hey, you know, I, I, I lead this ministry, you know, for 40 hours a week or whatever it is. Um, and then I volunteer in this other ministry for three to five hours a week because I believe volunteerism is, is needed in the church. And I want to, I want to be the example, you know, in a way. And so that way, like, if you're doing that, you can share that with every potential volunteer and you don't have to mess with <laughs> so one of your kids got a toy chris <laughs> they're they're ringing the doorbell i'm not going to answer it matt rice that's awesome yeah um yeah finish my thought for me i lost it <laughs> thanks kids 
<sighs> so, Matt Rice, yes, I have children. Um, they rang the doorbell, and they completely derailed your thought. But um, while you were uh, speaking, as uh, sometimes this happens, I was thinking to myself, sometimes it's hard to volunteer in ministries because we are ministry leaders. Yeah. And so this is uh, this is uh, goes back to kind of an arrogance or something like that. But um, there's been a couple of times where I've seen different things run, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't run it like that at all. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to be just a foot soldier in that program. Yeah. I would want to kind of uh, be the, the leader in that program. And that's a dangerous position to be in to where it's like, oh, I can't volunteer with that program because I'm not willing to sub- my, submit myself underneath someone else's authority. Yeah, yeah. Like that is dangerous because if we're not yep. willing to submit ourselves underneath other people's authority on something as, as simple as like a children's ministry or, or some some type of thing like that, what are we going to do when it comes to submitting ourselves to God's will if he's giving us a prompting and we need to be under his authority in our own ministry? So yeah. um, if we're not volunteering in other areas, we need to look at the root of why we're not volunteering in other areas because that's a... That, that's a cause for pause, a cause for pause yeah. and self-reflection, <laughs> you know, so to examine well, and, that. And like, like you said, like one of the things I like about volunteering in other areas is I'm not in charge. And I can only, like out of the three that I mentioned, I'm, I'm not in charge of one of them. And it's kind of nice, you know, to go in, you know, do my thing and then walk out, you know, give my, my response or give my insight and then, and then walk out. It's nice to not be in charge of that. That is one of the things I love about like youth conferences or diocesan conferences that you can just plug into, bring your ministry team to, or bring your youth to, and then you're not in charge of the food. You're not in charge of, you just get them there and get them home and everything else in between is already taken care of. So you can just kind of sit and do relational ministry next to him for the whole time. So, yeah. But um, like you said, the tough thing is, is if you're in that ministry and the person isn't leading like you would lead, um, I'm not going to say they're not a good leader or not, because it really is, you know, it's styles. a lot of it's your perception. Yeah, leadership you know, styles. styles may be different. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard to bite your tongue. It's hard to not, you know, say things, you know, about the later to other people or anything like that, even to yourself. And it, that actually may be a really good chance for you to grow as a leader and maybe cue into some of the things that, that you do that wouldn't be looked upon very well by your volunteers. That they, you know, that they things, tolerate yeah. or they love you through. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <sighs> Deep breath. I can hear my kids in the background like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So they were, they were supposed to be gone until 11. So I apologize, but that's neither here nor there. You know what? It's family. And that's well, right. Welcome to the Bartlett Family Ministry Leaders Anonymous listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up a chair. Welcome to the jungle. Um, and I'm the good dad who runs away from his family every time we have to record. I don't know. I don't know which, which one's better there, Chris. <laughs> you're, at the, you're at your ministry office, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but you've recorded in your house before, haven't you? I have. I, typically, I record at the house when the kids are at school. Oh. <laughs> so, but you homeschool, so your kids are never at school. They're, they're never at school. Well, they're always at school, <laughs> they're, right? That's right. That's they're right. always yeah, at school. Yeah. That's a better way to say it. So, um, All right. Well, I mean, I don't know how, how we want to, um, if there's anything else you want to say about this, but I, uh, I've grown in my appreciation of all of those people who take time outside of their work hours to volunteer, and I want to be one of those people. So thank you um, to everyone, all the hours you put in in volunteerism, and you know those of us who can grow in that area, I just encourage you and 
hopefully inspire you to do so. Well, and we want to hear from you. I would love for you guys to uh, join our Facebook group and share two things. One, what's the ministry that you lead? And number two, where do you volunteer that actually enhances your ministry? Like, I would love to hear, oh, actually, I volunteered a soup kitchen, and I know it has nothing to do with my catechetical ministry. But man, I walk away from there feeling so fulfilled and so ready to dive back into ministry. Because I think sometimes having a uh, a good uh, diversity in ministry experiences, they actually can uh, help encourage one another, kind of cross pollinate and really make you a better, more rounded disciple as a whole. So I w- we would love to hear from you on that. Um, another piece is to affirm someone that you volunteer with or the volunteers for you, because uh, this, sh- this should be something to where we acknowledge it's difficult. It's difficult on top of everything else. And so just kind of to recognize that, to take pause and recognize that would be um, a powerful thing to do this week moving forward. Yeah. And if we haven't said it, those of you who are volunteer leaders, um, who are leading a ministry, and that's and that's who you are listening to this, we don't mean, or we we you don't need to necessarily volunteer on top of that. What we're we're talking about is those full time ministers who are paid full time, um, and that's their job. That they should possibly look into volunteering an extra three to five hours a week. And you know what's funny, though? Most of my volunteers volunteer in other areas. It's that uh, 20, 20% of yeah. the community does 80% of the volunteering. Um, oh, yeah. And so yeah. A, a rock star is a rock star wherever they go. You guys are our heroes, and uh, we love you. So, um, well, as we wrap up, Matt, how can our listeners find us? All right. You guys can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Just search MLA Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, and we're, Google, we're live on Google Play now, so you can check the show notes for the link. We're on MLA Podcast, and you can email us at mla at ablazeyouth.org. Please write us a review on iTunes and share this with another ministry leader. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Again, join that Facebook group. It's a blast. And then support us. You can go ahead and become a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for and affirm other ministry leaders. God bless you.